Well, here we go. Another edition of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn, the host, the creator of the show. As always, if you dig it, head over to iTunes, write a review, Google Play, write a review. Send me a message on Instagram, Twitter, at Eddie Cohn, say hello. Visit my Patreon, which may be evolving over the next couple weeks. Uh, My time is a bit limited right now, but I'm sort of trying to figure that all out. But you can go to patreon.com backslash Eddie Cohn. Support me there. You can send a donation over at Venmo, also at Eddie Cohn. And I'm teaching online yoga classes on YouTube right now, so you can message me there on Instagram, rather, and then I'll send you the link. So got that all out of the way. I'm also book-wise, I'm super close to being done. My mom and I are going through some of the grammar and punctuation, uh, just cleaning it up. So quick addition today, I think at least, but then sometimes I sort of get inside my head and I start thinking of other areas to talk about. But you can't shut the country down. I think I was, I listened back to my last podcast. We've gone too far. I realize we're dealing with uncharted territory here, but you can't just shut the country down. And maybe I think about these people because I used to be one of them and I still kind of, I still kind of am sometimes. You can't shut the country down. There's people that are waiters and servers and concierge at hotels, restaurant owners, small business owners, self-employed people, personal trainers, you know, and I realize people are now moving schools to homeschooling, but then what about people that have to stay at home and watch their kids now because they're at home, but then you can't hire babysitters or cleaning ladies or women or men because they can't work now because of six feet, they're, the six feet rule that they're instilling. The, the world doesn't work this, this way. And it was never set up to work this way. I realize we're in a crisis that nobody expected, but you can't just shut the country down without telling the, hold on, my cat is scratching on the door. You know, you can't just shut the country down without shutting banks down. I mean, I think it's so ironic um, and pretty, it's almost creating more harm because the banks are still open and you still have to pay your bills and the stock market is still open and it keeps crashing every day. So, and landlords still want your money. And I realized in Italy, I believe they created a new rule where landlords cannot force to get rent or mortgage companies can't get um their their payment each month. But we haven't done any of that here in America. I know, Nellie, it's frustrating. I think about small business owners. I think about restaurant workers, yoga instructors. You know, we, we can't survive as a country like this without anything set up, without any sort of warning or plan. And then, of course, I feel like the very uber wealthy will say, well, you know, you should have been thinking about this and you should have saved up money. But that is not realistic when you're in your 20s or even early 30s or even potentially late 30s. And I feel like once you get into your 40s, you finally start to figure things out a little bit and you're saving a little bit of money. But all the Uber drivers out there, all the people out there that have a family, that have two jobs, that can't survive without those jobs. I mean, is the government thinking about any of this? Again, this is this goes back to my point of my last podcast. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. And I do feel like we're being punished right now. It sounds crazy. And again, I'm not pulling the victimized, the victim card out because I realize you still have some liberties and I still have a lot to be thankful for. But the system that has been set up over the last 
I'll just say 50, 60 years, 70 years since the Great Depression, it's uh, it's all gone based on what the government just did by shutting everything down, shutting restaurants down. And I don't need to give you all the examples again, but we are literally going to have to start all over again. And that will probably take at least 10 years. Trust, human to human contact, feeling comfortable being around other people, I mean, all of that is, it's gone. And I even feel it when I go outside just for a minute. I can feel the fear. And this goes beyond the six feet of, the six feet distance that the government is suggesting people should stay or or should keep. You can feel the anxiety when people are outside. And so now, how is it that the government can tell everybody to stay home and they say, oh, work from home? Well, not everybody has that luxury. I don't have the statistics, but what percentage of people out there still have the luxury to get paid and work from home and to continue like it's no big deal? I can't imagine it's a high percentage. And I'm only sympathizing with waiters and bartenders, Uber drivers, restaurant workers, cleaning people, because I have been one of those people. And I myself am still a yoga instructor. And I know how hard it is to make a living as a yoga instructor or as an artist. And people have these restaurant jobs oftentimes because they're pursuing some other passion. So that world has just been ripped out from underneath us. And I don't think the government is thinking. They're thinking about... I think they're only thinking about themselves or healthcare or the illness, or maybe they're thinking just about Amazon and Domino's Pizza. It doesn't make any sense. And again, I realize they are trying to prevent what potentially has happened in Italy. But then just on my last podcast, I said, maybe Italy wasn't set up for this. Maybe there was no way that they could have handled this pandemic based on the age of a lot of the population and also based on the relationship that China and Italy already had in place. I'm frustrated. I'm a little angry because it feels as though we have overreacted and just shut everything down without really thinking, having a conversation about it. Gavin Newsom just shutting the state of California down. I I don't think that is the right thing to do. makes no sense. And now this the state is reeling. People don't know what to do. People are freaking out. There's more anxiety about day-to-day life, money, finances, jobs, kids, how to handle all of this. And then, of course, conveniently, the banks are still going to be sending out bills. The stock market is still open. Shut everything down. Don't just shut jobs and force people to stay home. Tell the banks that you can't bill somebody this month or next month. For the next three months, Chase cannot bill you for any bills. Let's, let's include that with the shutdown. I want to read a little bit of an article from the New York Times. Again, I think we're not getting the full story about Italy and China. First of all, there's direct flights from Wuhan to northern uh, Italy, so may, which may explain why 
Italy was hit a little bit harder when it, when it comes to this pandemic. But there is a strong tie with China in Italy. The article is called The Chinese Roots of Italy's Far-Right Rage. In 1961, when Mr. Satini was only 22, he started his own business in Italy, uh, in northern Italy, making women's shoes in his garage. His two younger brothers joined him. They bought leather from uh, tanneries in Naples and Milan and made 50 pairs of shoes a day, selling their stock at street markets. They invested their profits into adding machinery and workers. By the 80s, they had hired a designer from Milan, and their factory employed 70 people, selling shoes in the United States and Western Germany. His two children completed high school. He and his wife, who handled the factory's books, bought a brick house on a hilltop looking out on the glittering sea. But by the 90s, danger was brewing. At trade fairs in Milan and Bologna, where he displayed his wares to foreign buyers, Mr. Satini noticed visitors from China taking photos of his designs. Why are they coming to fairs and not buying anything, he wondered. The following decade revealed the answer. German customers were canceling orders, suddenly able to buy increasingly high-quality shoes at cut-rate prices from Chinese suppliers. In 2001, China secured entry to the World Trade Organization, gaining easy access to markets around the globe. In subsequent years, exports by Italian footwear manufacturers plummeted by more than 40%. In a desperate bid to survive, Mr. Satini reluctantly struck a deal to make shoes for a trendy Italian fashion brand. He borrowed about 300,000 euros and used the money to establish a factory in Romania to make the uppers for the new shoes at a fraction of his cost in Italy. Soon the Italian brand pressed him to lower his prices, asserting that it could buy the same shoe for half the cost in China. But the reduced price would not have covered his expenses. One morning in early 2008, Mr. Satini gathered his employees on the factory floor. He had known many of them for decades. He had attended their weddings, their children's christenings, funerals. He had advanced them pay to allow them to buy homes. Now he told them that they were all losing their jobs. And one other point, and then I'll let you go. So on uh, Reuters' website, just this last Saturday, Italy signs a deal worth 2.5 billion euros with China. Italy signed a preliminary accord with China on Saturday that makes it the first country of the group of seven industrialized nations to join the Chinese Belt and Road Infrastructure Project. Around 30 parallel deals were signed on the sidelines of the visit to Rome by Chinese President, and I'm going to ruin the pronunciation, Xi Jinping, including 10 with Italian, with 10, including 10 with Italian companies and others with ministries and public bodies. Italian Deputy Prime Minister Luigi Di Mao said the deals were worth an additional um, 2.5 billion euros, but had a potential value of 20 billion. So while all of this is happening, Italy and China are signing uh, huge multi-billion dollar deals. I Again, I'm not playing devil's advocate, conspiracy theorist, but I, I think, as I've said, people in power, the most power, the ones that are controlling the world, and there's that movie Six Degrees of Separation where 
We're all linked. We're all connected. In this troubling time, Amazon is benefiting and making even more money. And here we have Italy and China, despite the fact that one could say that the reason that Italy was ravaged so much is because of their already current relationship with China. Now here they are signing a multi-billion dollar deal with China. <laughs> so again, there's, there's some big stuff happening right now. Here we are just told to stay home and just to believe everything that is happening uh, is in our best interests. I mean, how can you believe that right now? I certainly can't. And I, again, I'm not, I'm just perplexed and I'm very curious about what the hell is going on beyond just this virus that in South Korea, based on their statistics, 99% of the general population experienced mild symptoms. And U.S. is in lockdown. The banks are still charging you. They still want their money. The stock market is crashing. And China and Italy are signing multi-billion dollar deals right now while this potential crisis is happening. What the hell is going on? Makes no, makes no sense. And I'm pissed off about it because the vast majority of people that are in my circle are reeling right now. And I'm sure it's not just mine. I'm sure it's primarily the world. People are reeling and I guess we're all going to go wait in line and get a job at Amazon or work at Domino's Pizza. It might not be tomorrow or a week from now, but six months from now, that unless we start getting answers or unless this figures itself out, uh, we're all going to be working for Amazon or Domino's Pizza. <laughs> it's crazy. So as always, I'll leave you with that. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, write a review, um, share it with friends. It's very helpful. You can support my show directly visiting Venmo at Eddie Cohn. Also my Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash Eddie Cohn. Um, as always, I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Mm-hmm.